Who knows what Jay-Z, J.K. Rowling, Bill Gates and Oprah Winfrey all have in common? Okay, I will tell you then. They have all overcome failure in one shape or form to go on to gain success in their respective careers. Welcome to My Perfect Failure. Join us as we delve into the world of our perfect failures. We will interview, explore, and discuss how our perfect failures can lead us to success. Join us and tune in. Welcome to another edition of My Perfect Failure. Today we have another amazing guest. Today's guest, he's an award-winning entrepreneur. He's a public speaker and mentor. He has set up his own business at the age of 11 as a result of being bullied at school. He now talks to audiences of all ages and sizes about his journey. Today, he's the head of sales at one of the world's leading learning and development companies. He is also the founder of Etan Apparel, which is a premium fashion brand. So today's guest on My Perfect Failure is Kevin Patrick. Welcome, Kevin. Hi, Paul. Hi, Paul. I'm very well, thanks. How are you doing? Very good, very good. Can you can you just help me out quickly? So yeah. I I didn't pronounce your brand collector, your fashion line. So if you can quickly help me out and tell everybody how to pronounce that, that'd be amazing. Yeah, sure, sure. It's Eaton Apparel. Wonderful, wonderful. So we'll talk a, a little bit about that as we get into this. Yeah. So first and foremost, thank you so much for being a guest on My Perfect Failure. How are you? Yeah, no, no, uh, all, all very, very, very good, Paul, and and uh, thank you uh, for having me uh, here today. Very excited, love what you do. Uh, you know, you have some really great people uh, on your on your podcast, so to be included part of that is a great a pleasure. So thank you. And well, thank you. And you're definitely one of those great people. I've, I've, we've been speaking for a while, so appreciated that you've given me a bit of your time today. So I know a little bit about you listeners potentially do not so if you can give us a little bit of a snippet about you that'd be amazing yeah of course Paul yeah no problem you you obviously gave a a great introduction um so you know thanks for that and um yeah it's it's, it's always hard with introductions Nick. it's it's always difficult to to know where to start but if I just highlight some of the bits you yeah. talked about so Thank you. you know I'd actually set up my first um I guess uh enterprise or my, my entrepreneurial flair, which led me to, um, which, which really was actually selling sweets at school um, at, at the age of 11. And, and the reason it actually came about was uh, I was, I was bullied uh, quite badly, actually. Um, I, I was, I was born and brought up in the UK, but uh, my, my family and my uh, I suppose heritage is actually from South, South India. So uh, in, in, in Chennai. So for me, um, I was uh, I was going to school in Surrey, um, which uh, and especially at that 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 point, um, it was predominantly uh, lots of you know majority of British British students. Uh, and in fact, I think out of three hundred students in in year seven, I'm I'm speaking specifically. That's a big school. That's a big school. That's a big yeah, number. Yeah, absolutely. If you think three hundred just in year seven, and we had year three, uh, sorry, year. 300 in year seven, so we had year seven to year 11, and then we had a sixth form college as well, so it's a fairly large uh, large school. And just wow. in my year seven out of 300 people, there were only five or six people from from other, uh, uh, from, from let's say, the Asian culture, uh, okay. for example. So predominantly, so predominantly a white school? Yes, a absolutely. Caucasian. Yes. Okay. Yeah, yeah, okay. yeah, predominantly white school, absolutely. So it's it never been, I, I suppose, for me, uh, mentally or, or personally, uh, don't think it ever been a, an issue. Um, I mean, every now and then, I remember when you'd walk about and you might get funny looks, or you know, people shouting the typical things from their cars. You know, the the, the young yeah. guys in their car driving by. So you sort of grew up with it, but you don't really think too much of it. And, and I know there's a lot of people who've had much worse than my, myself, obviously. Uh, but going into into school, uh, I didn't have many friends going to this particular secondary school um, for for various reasons, just because I. The, the school that I should have gone into in terms of the, the catchment or the placement area, um, I, I ended up going into a different school because they had a better reputation. Um, so, you know, as, as, as a child, you go and you, you worry about, you know, making friends and all this sort of stuff. But anyway, I was unfortunately, as I said, a victim of, of racial bullying, um, both, um, uh, you know, physical, uh, verbal, 
Uh, and yeah, it was, uh, as you can imagine, you know, 11 years old, uh, you start to question a lot about uh, yourself. I remember questioning, uh, I look at myself in the mirror, look at my hands, thinking, geez, you know, why me? Why, why am I this color? Why am I, you know, why wasn't I born? Mm. Uh, oh, it's terrible. You know, it's, yeah. To, th- I mean, to, it's to, to think like that, it's ter- you know, because yeah. I'm a black guy myself and mm. to sort of being a child is, you know, I, it's, you know, I, I, it just hurts me to hear you, to hear you say that, but that's mm. a real situation for you. Yeah, yeah, absolutely, absolutely, and, and it was it was a, a real struggle, uh, Paul, and, and and you know that that's really the, the the bottom line of it, and it you know really got to a point where something something had to be done. Um, I I, um, I I didn't tell anyone. I didn't want to tell anyone. I was worried about upsetting people. I was worried about telling my parents because I'd want them to worry, and I thought, oh, but if it's going to go out of hand, um, so for me, it was a real you know, what do you do type of thing, you know, and, 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 you know, negative thoughts do pass your mind and you think, is it easier to do something else and just get this done and over with type of thing. So wow, it was very, wow. very so, so, it, so it's quite profound for you then to sort of mm. get to that point where you had those types of thoughts entered your headspace. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And, and the thing is like, I'm quite a, I've always been a relatively, positive type of and I, I mean I'm a positive person you know and people in fact I had someone recently who I connected with after a long time um, and I just left him a voicemail because I, I try to get him some work in, in, in something at the moment and yeah. he just looked to me he said oh hi uh, Kevin or KP as a lot of people call me he said hi KP it's so good to hear you hear from me and he said he said Kevin I, I, I don't I don't know I don't know whether if it's just because you're a, a positive guy and you just make everything and anything sounds so positive or if it's or if it is genuinely because everything is going really well for you but it, either way it's just amazing to hear from you so you know it, it, I'm, that, I'm the type of person who just who tries to sort of look past all those type of things so I think for a lot of even for my friends and and, and peers back at school they, they they'd probably be shocked just to hear that such things had, had happened um and and even for me today uh, I, I don't know what that is I don't know if it's because I, I feel like I I, uh, or maybe just the way I'm programmed to maybe keep things. Um, and I'm, I'm, one thing I always do promote, and whenever I go into schools and talk to, to, to kids or anyone, I say, if you are getting bullied or if you have, are having some type of difficulties or problems, do share, do get help. It's so important yeah. to open up. Um, and I think especially at this moment in time where there's obviously so much conversation about mental health, which I'm so happy about, but I think still there is an element of, of, of specifically if you're a bloke that it's it's considered as weak or you can't be like this or you can't get that you know the help or support because of whatever and it's just it's just absolute rubbish you know whether man woman whatever you know you need help you you just should get a help and, and that's what you should and that's what i should have done um but i but i didn't and i decided to and and, and therefore you get to a point where you you it's either one or the other and therefore my other was to was was i i I uh, realized it was in 2004 was when um, Jamie Oliver had actually stopped the uh, the vending machines with junk food and stuff in school. Okay. So, um, so, I just, uh, <laughs> so you um, saw an opportunity. Well, uh, yeah, well, I didn't. Well, I suppose so, because I remember everyone was complaining. Anyone I was complaining, like, oh, where's the Kit Kats? Where, where, you know, where are your, your chocolates or whatever that you would normally have as a, as a, as a kid? And that's very important. It's like it's like your five a day, you know. You need, you need a chocolate every now and then. So anyway, I thought, well, um, <laughs> I thought, what better way to stop a bully uh, or, or, or a child uh, than than giving them um, than giving them sweets? So my my parents used to give me, I think, once or twice a week, they used to give me say a couple of quid for lunch uh, yeah. at the canteen. And instead of using it uh, at the uh, at the canteen, I would go to the local shops uh, before school. Um, and then I would buy, and, and I'm talking back, so this would have been 2004. So, okay. you know, it, it, it was at the time where Alfredo was 10p. For a lot of people, they, they, may, they may remember or may not, but, you know, it was, it was very affordable. So for two pounds, you could, you could potentially get 20 pieces of Freddo's or, um, or jawbreakers or brain freezer, all these different types of sweets and, and things that you can just pack, pack up and, it, you know, in your, in your plastic wrappers. And, and I, I, when every time I was getting bullied, bullied or I saw someone who was trying to approach me, who I'm normally bullies would think, I would just give them, I would just give them sweets. Uh, and and it, it was it got to a point where um, where actually yeah the, the bullying the bullying actually stopped and 
I remember I remember when I was um, imagining, and, and this this is this is sometimes quite difficult to to envisage, but for me, all I ever really wanted, more so than anything at this very point, was to was to go to school and come out of school on the other end without without having any any bullying. That's yeah. all that I really wanted. And and I remember the, there was a very significant day when that had happened after a few weeks of giving out sweets, because it sort of like masked the whole the whole bullying or the target and instead I, I, I sort of had a purpose um, and I, I, I could use the sweets to, 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 to make the bully sort of go away and it, it then sort of got to a point where I thought well I'm not going to stop this and people started to know me as the guy who had the sweets so then I started selling the sweets. Okay um, so, so, so you went from using the sweets as a form of engagement with kids that would have been abusive to you and bullied mm. you mm. and then you used it as a as a means so actually there's a there's a the entrepreneur in you started to come out yeah absolutely and that's what i always say you know that's why i think a lot of people have um uh you know entrepreneurship means different things you know for me it is really a way of life uh you know i've gone from you know, owning my own company, uh, to exiting that business to now I, I, I work for an organization, um, you know, whether it be senior or not, I'm, I'm an employee of, of an organization, mm. but yeah. you know, that, that's irrelevant. I think, um, anyone and everyone, uh, whether you, you work for yourself, whether you work for someone else, you can be an entrepreneur, you can be entrepreneurial in what you do. And I think that is an incredible life skill. Uh, and I'm very, very grateful to, to God, a great, great being, that I had that opportunity to be in such a difficult place that I had to come out of my comfort zone to do and develop something. Um, and that's what, for me, um, that moment in life really taught me that, you know, A, definitely get help, but but then also, you know, when you do take things into your, into your own matter, and, and actually sometimes you have to be um, outside of your comfort zone to really grow and develop. So um, that was that was really, really important to me. Can, can I just ask a quick mm. question? And it, it mm. sort of goes back to the bullying a little bit. So, mm. what, so when you were, you know, like a kid, and you, I think you said mm. year seven, the bullying started. And mm. obviously, at that point, it's very difficult for a um, a child to articulate that to their parents that I'm being bullied. Some some kids, you know, I don't have children, so I don't know the sort of, you mm. know, I'm not a, a, I guess sort of the the best person to to, to have an opinion or or to, to have been around that type of thing. But I, my question's around parents. So are there any, do you have any advice for parents in terms of, you know, are there any, are there any sort of cues, are there any, were there any red mm. flags in your behavior as a, as a year seven child? Mm. That maybe parents could be flagged up, you know, would you be a little bit more quiet when you got home and mm. less? So are there any sort of little red flags? Because the parents mm. that potentially are listening, yeah. There might, be, there might yeah. be some questions that they can ask if their child is a little bit, I don't know, quieter or something. Yeah, no, very good point, Paul. And, um, you know, it's actually fantastic point. It's, it's never been, uh, never been asked that particular question. Um, so I think, I think really the, the whole, the, the whole quiet aspect, or for me, I think it's, it's um, especially at the age of sort of 11, where I don't think, I mean, you're sort of not a teenager yet, uh, but you obviously know you've been mm. sort of coming up. And, but yeah, I think you are still relatively quite close. Or, I mean, I definitely was very close to my, to my parents, my family. Um, so I think if, if, if that's the sort of situation as a parent where, you know, if you're from quite a close family and, and, and your, your child is, is normally quite chatty or, you know, quite, quite outgoing, uh, quite happy or, or whatsoever. Um, it, it, and you do see sort of any type of change, I suppose, because I think how each child process, or not even child, but each person processes that type of thing can be very different. I mean, I think the, the standard thinking is that someone would become more quiet. Yeah. I think, but then I'm also thinking that it could be that if someone wants to cover up yeah. what they're going through, different they may be they may be extremely happy, or mm. you know they may uh, try and skip over maybe something around. Um, I mean, I remember my parents from how I was school, and I wouldn't really say much. I would just say, yeah, whatever was fine, or I would try and just change the subject uh, because I wouldn't want it to come up, or if they get into the nitty gritty and 
and and you know, at 11 years old, you're probably not a very good liar. So you 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 know, you don't want to come up and say something that uh, that that maybe can can think, hmm, is everything okay or whatsoever. So I think really the the key part is um, it, it's two forms, really. I mean, in the same way, if if, if my parents had um and again not not their fault because they didn't think anything's wrong but you know if they said oh is 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 you know is everything okay is um uh you know is anyone picking on you for whatever sort of reason maybe those type of things it may have been a little bit it may be it might have said okay do you know what i need to speak up and talk about this but it's i think like with anything it's really about communication And, and i think what's more so important from 2004 to where we are now 2019 going into 2020 is that we you know we now have technology so that the reach for the pros and cons the reach for a support through uh, online uh, tools yeah. i mean I'm, I'm, there's no loads of social media channels i know there's specific yeah. um i think bullying websites and apps for tips and advice and like uh help uh helping uh sort of charities that help people who are being bullied um, but equally, there's obviously other forms of bullies can uh, attack uh, people um, as well. So I think I think it's it's one of a both sides. But I think really what a parent can do, um, and 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 I'm sure a lot of parents already do this, but if they don't, is to make sure their kids are aware that it's not okay. Mm, yeah. Uh, that they are really that that everyone. Um, you know, has the, the 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 same opportunity. No one is better than the other. Uh, everyone is the is you know, and that that if something does not fit in that criteria, that something needs to be done about it. Yeah, totally. Yeah, yeah, that makes sense to me. And I guess that would be the same for not just parents, but also the school itself and teachers to be just to be more. And I and I'm sure they are, and I'm sure they are vigilant because yeah. it, it this thing sadly seems still to be present but I think you make a very good point hadn't thought about that there are different means now or or sort of easy accessible means for teachers parents children to to seek help yeah you know via different organizations and different online facilities where you can connect and maybe get that support you need so there are fortunately some platforms out there where you can get support yes agreed yeah absolutely Paul. yeah that's okay. right and so so let's get back into how you kind of used this situation as a vehicle to to uh, entrepreneurship and also to kind of befriend or develop the relationship with some of these people mm-hmm. yeah so uh, yeah, so so in terms of the whole, uh, I guess you know, setting up the the uh, I would say setting up, but it, it was really a transition from you know giving things away for free to protect myself to actually now start selling them to make money, a to at least recover the costs that, uh, <laughs> of of, uh, of of yeah, obviously of the, the the money that my parents gave me, or the yeah. fact that I had to starve myself and not eat um, during some of those lunch breaks and stuff like that. Um, to, to then becoming a, a person with a status, a person who people knew, um, and that that was that was really, I mean, that was really great. That was cool, right? Right? Like as eleven years eleven year old, uh, not only have you got out of it, sort of yourself, you've um, you know set something up, and you know you're, you're making some decent money as well, Paul. I mean, that's a, I mean the, the money aspect. I think. Um, was was really interesting and unusual. And, and again, when I give talks, I always mention it. Like when I first started, I would have sweets filled in my pockets, <laughs> and I would have like you know, I haven't had a say make five or ten quid by the end of the day. I might have spent two quid. I would have doubled my money. That's whatever. incredible. You know, for an eleven-year-old back in two thousand and four, that is crazy. Yeah, and, but but what's even more crazier is that you, you fast forward um, four, five, six weeks, and I'm going in with three four messenger bags for wow. you know like massive huge bags going into <laughs> school and, and my i remember my mum drove me a few times to um bookers and and we didn't actually have one local at the point that we had to go to like like somewhere in london you had to go to bookers and we had to we and then the conservatory at home became the the little warehouse so, so it was incredible so, so your parents knew that you were selling these sweets they yeah, they, they knew. I, 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 it's funny, isn't it? Because I, I know, like, I don't think my, um, 
because I mean, my, my parents were born and brought up in, in India, in South India. So, uh, and my dad came to the UK in sort of the early 80s. So, yeah. you know, they, they didn't, uh, you know, not that there's a huge amount to know about, but, you know, they, I don't think they were fully aware of these. So maybe they thought it was some sort of. Um, yeah, is that, yeah, you don't know. Kids. Academic, yeah, right. Yeah. You know, like, it's different if I, you know, touch it on, if I'm blessed with kids and I don't know what, at least some of the process. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe and they did ask and I said yeah, yeah it's part of a thing or part of a school program or whatever you know I must have made something up and yeah and it was I would just take stuff in and and I, I, I even till today I think what are the what the hell were the what must have the teachers thought if they saw me carrying in you know three bags but I I, I mean ultimately I, I did I did stop probably two or three months down the line because uh, yeah I was worried um, and I'd come across someone in the newspaper up north that done something similar for a very different reason but then got caught and got expelled yeah and I thought oh god um, sounds a bit extreme for setting sweets but I guess you know yeah yeah you know, it's, it's, it's a strange world yeah exactly exactly and, and um, you know I said it was a good experience I had managed to come out of something very negative and my entrepreneurial the entrepreneurial flair was was was, was there yeah, yeah absolutely and so so Quick question. So when you, you know, you did this for, you did this for a period of time, very mm. successful, stopped mm. bullying. Mm. You, know, you, you, you were, you, ironically, you found yourself making money. You turned it from, from a gesture to actually selling, selling these sweets within school. So when you yeah. stopped, did the bullying remains, did that start again or that it didn't start again? I, I don't, I mean, at this point, um, I, I, I mean, I, I think you, you're always going to find the, one or two yeah. individuals um, who were that sort of thing but otherwise nothing nothing to the level that it was you know I, I felt that I, I felt there was a sense as I said earlier about the purpose and having and knowing mm. who and what you are and, and you know I started to get names like the sweet man um, you know or the, 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 the little businessman and all these type of things so that's that started to overtake a little bit yeah. of, of who I was sort of known as the in the little bit of in the in the and I think I, I also gained a lot more confidence because for me it was like oh my god look look what I'm able to do type of thing okay okay um, so that was and, and in my head as well I was like okay I'm, I'm like an entrepreneur now like I'm ready like I'm, I know I know I'm, I'm going to set something else up that type of yeah. type of mentality. Yeah, and and I'm sure that gave you confidence as well. But the fact that you were able to find a situation where people just saw you in a different light and they needed you, and I'm sure that gave you uh, confidence. If you didn't have those sweets, and I'm sure I'm sure it, I guess it's more about you, your mindset pivoting, and you. Change, developing as a you know still a still a very young child but i think Pete, i think you know, human beings pick up on that yeah absolutely absolutely paul and I, and I think you know whatever whichever part of the story people um uh, you know get inspired by or accept um or they think oh you know how can you do this blah 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 whatever it is whatever's right wrong i think the thing ultimate message is that everyone has the capability to turn something yeah, that's negative yeah turn around and make it positive you know they're, they're fuel you know take it as fuel that's what i tell people it's it's not all bad it's natural to feel angry or frustrated or whatever term you want to use it's normal that bad emotions negative emotion stuff is normal it's part of thing but don't let that be the end of you don't let that define you yeah let your body process what it needs to process but fuel yourself you know prove those people wrong you know you're going to come out the other end and be and 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 get those people to turn around and look at you and think oh yeah you know i know him or i know and that that's that's really what even if it's a small scale that's what really what happened and that that's that's amazing because mm. you know less so in in kids but more so in adults i think when it goes on when you're as adults who try to bully in whatever shape or form that would be yeah. I I kind of, you know, my philosophy is to think, you know, it says more about that they're the people with a problem. But the fact, you know, why would anybody want to bully somebody for no I know. And Great. it, it Great. kind of, to me, I, it kind of says more about the deficiencies of that, of those individuals. Those are the people that need support because it's either a lack of, edu you know, invariably it's a lack of education and, you know, a little bit of ignorance and, you know, because ultimately you want people to 
you know, as long as you're happy, that's good, right? You know, why, why would, why would um, you want to impact somebody else's ability to be happy? So, um, so yeah, yeah. So, so, so kudos for you for turning that situation around. So, so, so remarkably, I, I put on my notes that you got an award for, from Barclays for the Young Entrepreneur of the Year. Was that, was that sort of to do with your sweets venture? What, what was that related to? Sure, sure, Paul. Yeah, so um, as I said, after the, the whole sweet scenario happened, I was, uh, I was very, very determined to try and set something up. And um, so I approached my teachers saying that, oh, you know, I want to set up a, um, a clothing business, a fashion brand, actually. Uh, I don't know why it was fashion. I, you know, not had any, I don't have any entrepreneurs in the family. Uh, but for me, it always amazed me how you could have two T-shirts, for example, one was plain um, and the other one had a Ralph Lauren logo on it. And then all of a sudden the price difference between the two was like 50 quid, you know, like for me, it's just, even till today, it's just amazing. And it shows the power of the brand, marketing, yeah. the right people associated, etc. So I thought, you know what, I'm going to set something up. I'm going to do create something, which is a, um, like, like a student, student brand for students, something cool, really trendy. Um, and, and, and if I force fast forward a couple of years, um, I was then very lucky to take part in a, uh, in a in a school program called Young Enterprise. So Young Enterprise is a uh, is a is a charity, and they link up with schools um, and universities, and basically give students an opportunity to set up their own business, a proper business. So you sell shares, you're insured by uh, Young Enterprise. They take you out to you give you opportunities to sell in actual um, um, at, at stalls and events to actually make money and then you can develop a product. Uh, and then the idea is after a year, you, you liquidate the business. So I, I, I pitched and, and, and helped with, with the help of my friend set up a business called um, Capoeira. And Capoeira is a, uh, 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 there's different pronunciations of it, but it's, it's fundamentally a Brazilian martial arts dance. Okay. And, um, and and I, purely it was the fact that it a sounded cool. I like the I like the history and concept of Capoeira. And then my the, my friend who was the IT director, I think it was his title when we were in your enterprise. It's incredible. You know, it's funny. Yeah, that was the best part of it. Literally, I, I've got my report, which I think yeah. I had to write at the end of it when I was fifteen, and I said, oh, I love being managing director because it's <laughs> That's power. The power of capital, you know, you think, oh god, what the hell have you so, 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 you, your CV starts at eleven as a as an yeah. MD. It's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, it's, it's uh, I mean, again, you know, and, and hats off to Capoeira because they're young enterprise, and again, uh, any parents or any students or whoever's listening, hundred percent, hundred percent, hundred percent. If you do get the opportunity, do go for young enterprise. Uh, they only they only seem to be getting better. Uh, and, and as I said, it was it was really an opportunity for me to set something up. Um, I mean, long story short, we set up the brand. I started selling the brand itself. Uh, we we uh, we had four designs. I think we we made thirteen T-shirts in uh, in various sizes. Four designs um, per uh, so thirteen T-shirts so uh, per design. So we had four designs in total. We got to about a couple of months in and realised that. You know, not all the stock is shifting because of colors, brand recognition, all this sort of stuff. And we were, you know, we were making a loss ultimately. So then we decided to um, move into customized clothing. So the idea was that we don't, A, don't have a lot of money to market. We don't have a lot of time, part of the young enterprise to try and make this brand a huge success and sell it. So why don't we then just make customized clothing? So that way we, we don't have to produce any clothing we we take the money from customers we then get a supplier and then we deliver the clothing and then the margin is ours that was the thinking behind it wow so so you so essentially you customized garments for people so they could get something that was bespoke to them yeah that yeah literally that's how it started so you know this was uh, say you wanted like a t-shirt for a birthday and that was the original content and that's where it did start but actually very quickly it started growing into more bulk-sized orders. So your ski trip wow. hoodies, your lever hoodies. And, and it was it's crazy, Paul. It's literally, there, there, there I was, you know, with my team trying to sell a T-shirt for a tenner, cross <laughs> queer, trying to negotiate, you know, and I'm like, geez, I'm 15-year-old, don't negotiate with me, you know, just give me the 12 quid, whatever. 
Uh, and then you go to a point where you then you're getting an order for like two thousand pounds, uh, making 50, 60, 70 hoodies. You know, and you're pro- you know you're making you're probably walking away with three, four hundred pounds profit, and you think, geez, you know, this is different. I could get that used is, to this type of thing. That is so impressive. Uh, so impressive. As an adult, you would you would be, you know, you'd be delighted to pivot your business that way where you develop yeah. all those. You know, what I think is really cool as well is the fact that not just that you set a business up, but you're able to look at things that weren't working and then pivot it another way. Mm-hmm. And you took the, do you know what I mean? You took the mm-hmm. learnings and you, you just, you know, you thought actually that's not working. Maybe if we do this, this might work. And actually it did. It's incredible. Yeah. Yeah, and, and you know, it's, it's actually a really interesting point, Paul, because I think as we become older and we, uh, again, whether it's in your own business, whether it's in, in what, whatever position or whatever thing you're in, I think people forget to do that. Yeah. I think people just, they, they don't take that responsibility on. I mean, a great, great idea is, for example, you know, marketing agencies, for example. The amount of times I've worked with many marketing agencies and have spent you know, thousands, thousands of pounds and Ultimately, it is my responsibility. If something's not working, yes, I'm paying the marketing agency to to to, to take the the leadership, but but ultimately, it's my money. It's the one I'm paying for. So if something's not working, so I'm the one who has to take that and try and push it in a different direction whatsoever. But it's it's one of those things, and I've I've, I've seen in businesses all the time that again, using that marketing, uh, just marketing as an example, how much money gets lost and burnt because there's no proper process or management, or basically saying this doesn't work. Let's try something else. Yeah. Yeah. And it's so funny because, you know, and I've done the same as well. Don't get me wrong. But actually what you've mentioned there was that something didn't work. It's obvious it's not working. Let's try something else. Yeah. Yeah. It's very easy to get bogged down, you know, whether it's, you know, it's just easy to get bogged down. And I think yeah. if you've got good people around you, or actually I guess in your case, you know, albeit as a teenager, mm. you know, you learnt an important business practice which there are people in there there are people in their 20s 30s 40s that will 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 can learn from this can learn from somebody as a teenager that 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 pivoted that that understood that something was working actually i need to pivot so you know again kudos i keep on giving you kudos but kudos to you again for a acting on your insight on the insights that you got Sure. And uh, secondly, for for getting the award, so that must have been quite quite a thing. I'm mindful of of time for you, Kevin. I know that you've, you've got a busy day today, so a few more questions. But what, yeah, yeah, what, what was it like getting the award? Yeah. So so yeah. Basically, the the, the award aspect of it was that um, the, the young enterprise had to close because mm. that's just part of the experience. So you had to liquidate the business, do your reports, etc. But when I was doing the report and I saw that um, there was actually so much more potential business out there, I thought, do you know what? Um, and then I decided that uh, out, outside of the enterprise, and I believe I was the, the first ever young enterprise to do this, outside of the enterprise, I set up my own company straight after young enterprise. I don't know who we were, et cetera. But when we were the young enterprise, we, we had a company, we had insurance, we had some credibility. But on my own, I didn't, I didn't have that. So... Um, I, I, I couldn't, I didn't have anything. So the, in my head, the only thing I could have was a business bank account. I thought if I can persuade someone to get a business bank account, at least when people give me checks, they're not giving it to Kevin Patrick, they're giving it to Capoeira Custom Clothing. It's, okay. it's got some, some credibility. That was the whole thinking behind getting a business account. And, 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 and then uh, at this point, there was actually four of us. So I think we went from like 12 people in the young enterprise to four, including me, who wanted to try and take this business. We're all friends, by the way, and we're all, all young, you're a young guy. And we went to uh, we went to your HSBC, your NatWest, all these different banks, saying, "Oh, can we please have a, can we open up a business bank again?" And always very simply, "No, sorry, you can't. It needs to be 18 or 21 or whatever it is, 18, I think actually." Um, and then last shot was Barclays, and I till t- till this day I don't know what it was. Um, and and I'm actually friends with the guy, a guy called David, uh, who was the business manager on that on the um, on in the Cambly branch uh, and Barclays on the day. And, uh, and even till today, he says, I don't know what it is, Kevin, but there's just something in, 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 in your eyes, that passion, that fire, that sense of, okay, let's, let's give this guy a shot type of thing. And, and he made some phone calls. You know, I don't, I, don't, I don't know how easy or uh, 
difficult it was, but you know, he managed to pull some strings and we we got our we got our business account with them and, and, and that was a you know a great way for us to uh, and, and you know it was then uh, made made aware that we were Barclays um, youngest entrepreneurs potentially ever uh, and and you know the age of 14 slash 15 to you know overcome that to get a you know get a business account and then in the local press and stuff we and that was a really great push for us as well to be in the in the, you know, I think I've got still some copies of the newspapers where you know we, we were on there and we had a, a, a journalist and, and you know people coming over taking photos and asking us questions and all that sort of stuff and we were sort of showcasing some of the products and stuff we had made and that was a you know it was, it was a great great um great opportunity but also again shows that you know just because one person says no it doesn't mean it's, it's yeah absolutely absolutely yeah definitely and i you know I've, I've sort of background in sales so i know that gets told no a lot so yeah of course yeah. So you don't take you don't take them personally no, if, not if, if, if you can help it somebody yeah. else will if you've got a good product somebody will say yes at some point yeah so 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 we connected via your wonderful group on facebook yeah failure is success in progress if you if you maybe tell us a little bit about that and if i guess if there might be people that are keen to join it, i can put a link in the show notes so what exactly is that yeah of course yeah no, absolutely well thanks for bringing that up so uh yeah fsp for short failure success in progress um is really a concept around um which i noticed which i which i noticed that if I take, for example, the UK and the US, in the US, there seems to be uh, the culture is very much that if if an individual has failed in a business, they are it's sort of they're like saluted. It's like wow, you've tried, you've done something, but it, you know it's cool, man. It's okay, you failed. You know you're going to do better next time, and and so on. And and I love that feel. Whereas in the UK, I think it's very much like a oh my god, yeah, exactly. You know you, you're scared. You know you know. Yeah. And, and I felt that. I'm sure other people have felt that as well. And I just thought. You know what? This is ridiculous. This is like you know failure. Failure. You learn so much. You haven't failed. You've just learned a way not to do something. You're never going to make that mistake again next time. And I started looking on Facebook, um, and I just I typed in different things, and I thought I can't really find anything. And everything I was what I was finding was like a big channel, like say Gary V or yeah. you know some of these guys who have you know got so much um, in so many followers and obviously they, they do amazing content and I love, I love the content I follow it myself but you know I thought actually I want to create a smaller community uh, where people can um, ideally the idea is that people have got um, you know things to share if they've got any failures if they've got any problems uh, to have a community where people can just support each other and that, that's really what FSP really was and, and is still today and uh, you know we've got around probably close to 450 members now, mm. uh, you know, she's some more active than others. Uh, but, and, and, but what's actually wonderful, Paul, is that uh, even though if you go to the page, there might not be huge amounts of interaction on each and every post, but I do get messages or if I do catch up with a friend um, who's in that group, they say, you know, okay, I'm really sorry. I don't really, you know, on Facebook generally, I just don't interact with mm. stuff, but that video or that message or that photo really did help me. Which and is that's what that's really about. And I'm, I'm and, and, and same goes for you, Paul, and any of your or any of our listeners. Um, if anyone wants to join, con- you know, contribute and and just share or support or whatever, you know, more than welcome. It's an open community, and it's just really to try and be a supportive uh, environment and to say that if you fail, good on you. You know, you're going to do better next time. It's that trying to create that type of mentality. Totally, it's a, it's a wonderful group. I I love the content that that I that you put on there and other people do as well and the conversations it's like you know I've got a group myself and I know what it's like that you've got more people that are are more comfortable sort of putting content in or even commenting but I I think sort of as these things evolve I think you know you'll get more people contributing and and commenting wonderful group I'm you know honored to be a member of your group and you know, sometimes contributing, but always loving the content that, that I see on a daily basis. So yeah, and, and what I will do, as I said, I will put a link in the uh, show notes to that. So people who are keen to join, I guess they can just click join on the link and Kevin, fingers crossed, will, will uh, approve. Sure. Okay. Perfect. So we're, we're getting towards the end now. So, so t- totally loved uh, this discussion and we could talk for a lot longer, but I know we've got some time constraints today, which is fine. So what advice would you, would you give for, and I know we've covered this, but uh, if there's some advice you could give to people that are 
you know, want to sort of transition from being bullied into finding themselves. Is, is there one piece of advice you could get, you would have for those guys? Yes, of course. Yes. And um, Paul, I was just also just going to say to you that um, uh, just something's popped up in terms of the reschedule on, on my calendar. So uh, I, I do, I'm, I'm not so constrained on time. Okay. So just to let you know, okay, I, don't want to rush you. I mean, I appreciate that. <laughs> so I was I was hiring you along then. So, um, yeah. yeah so, so that so that question still stands. So if if you've got sort of maybe one piece of advice, yeah, uh, that that would be amazing because there will be people that are listening, mm. and you know this that will definitely assist them. Yeah, of course. Yeah, no, absolutely, absolutely. I think um, it, it sort of goes back um, to 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 the point. What I made earlier around try a lot of it is mindset, or in fact, all every aspect of it is mindset. And I think the the you know what you think you can or what you think you can't uh, do, or, 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 or you know you can do or can't do. You know you you are right. You know that that's ultimately what it what it comes down yeah. to. And I think that um, what is what what is inevitable for each and every one of us, Paul? Um, and and I, I mentioned this recently in a talk I gave to a to a secondary school. And I said I said to the students, I said, you know, guys and girls, wherever we've started in our life, whether you've come from a, a, a you know a well-off family, a middle class, um, uh, whatever you think, all of us are going to have bad times. Mm. All of us are going to have difficulties, uh, obstacles, and, and, and bullying, for example, is just one obstacle of many obstacles that, that come in life. And we all know that for every good thing that happens, um, uh, and, and as humans, we, we, we always seem to concentrate more on the negative than the positive. But you know, if we were to think about some of the good things, we, we could probably outweigh and, and talk about more of the bad things that have happened happen in life for, for whatever it is because maybe of the feelings and how, how, it, how it creates and how it makes you feel about a certain situation but ultimately the message is that there is a lot of stuff that is going to happen to you and a lot of obstacles in the way so instead of instead of wait and worry about it or instead of um, think oh this is the end there's not really much I can do about it the mentality I think really that people have to try and adopt is just just get on with it. Just find whatever way you need and however you need to process that to actually make something happen for yourself. Now, what I'm saying, I'm not, I'm not saying people should force their ways of thinking or think, oh, oh, I've got a bad thought or I'm thinking negative and I, I have to stop thinking it because sometimes our body needs to process, you know, in some way, anger or sadness and that's fine and you can't always sort of force yourself to be happy. But I think there's a lot of people out there who, a are either too scared to try something because they're worried it might you know backfire mm. might fail they're worried of the obstacles that are in the way or if an obstacle does get in the way they just they just give up and give up could be a whole type a whole sort of thing it could be the type of person they are um you know extreme measures if they give up in life but you know i think ultimately it's a mindset where and very much like going to the gym and and working out your your body i think it's important that you do work out your mind yeah I'm not uh, yeah, and, and, and especially especially in today's time where there is so much stuff going on every every millisecond of our lives, mm. so much stuff we're processing, so much stuff on social media, um, that it's, I think it's a lot harder to actually focus some time on yourselves and you actually ask yourself a big, you know, a big question around, you know, what, what do I want? What's important to me? Why do I feel this way? it's okay to feel this way and to talk to yourself or to get some help from someone. And that, and that actually the situation is probably not as bad as you think. Mm, yeah. It never is. It never is. And it's, mm. I, I totally agree with you. I think mindset as I go on this journey of, you know, putting this podcast together, you know, mindset, you know, you're kind of aware of it as a more as a, as a before more as, as a linear term without understanding the sort of the content that goes into mm. it. But so having that or as you've you know wonderfully said paying more attention to your mindset and yeah. i don't know listening to different uh people online different experts that cover um this subject and also you know i guess surrounding ourselves with positive people that that, that feed our, our mindset as opposed to maybe you know keeping company with 
people that aren't as positive for us in mm. terms of where we want to be in our lives now. So mm. I think that's mm. I think that's important. So mm. yeah, so I, I think you're, you know, the great thing about you, Kevin. I think you've, uh, and about all the other guests that I've had on the, um, the podcast, the people that they've lived it they sort of understand it they worked it out for themselves you know everybody's work in progress which i'm sure you mm. are as well mm. absolutely absolutely but, yeah. but uh it's lovely to be able to listen to people tell a story of, of a journey where they've where they've where they've walked the steps if that makes sense absolutely and and i think just to add to that uh, point as a, as a last bit um paul is that ultimately it's about taking action Mm. And whether that's, you know, whether that's because of an obstacle or not, whether that's because you've, you've got a lifelong dream and you've not had the perfect moment. Um, I mean, I'll give you an example. My wife, she makes amazing cakes, absolutely amazing cakes. And I've been telling her, start a cake business, start a cake business. I'll help you with this and that. And she was just so scared. She was like, oh, no, I don't have the skills. Or if people start to, you know, people are going to pay me to make cakes and this type of thing. What, you know, what if I can't do it? And I, and I said, I'm telling you, you are, you are amazing. Like, and I'm not saying that just as your as your husband, but people um, around us who have eaten your cakes or seen you, you know, they love it. It, mm. it is really yummy, and you make you, you you do such a great job in your your icing and your artwork and all this amazing. And and um, and and in the end, you, you know, my I'm you know, very proud to say that my my wife actually has set up her own cake business now, and she's you know she's starting to get a few orders here and there, and she's. You know, she's starting to, she started, and you could see the enjoyment and passion in her eyes. Yeah. And I think, oh, that's what you wanted this whole time. And sometimes you need, and, and come back to the point you made, Paul, you know, you need the right people around you for sure. And if you if you don't know what to do, do get the support. And I'm really grateful and, and I feel blessed that I was able to provide that for her. But, you know, I think there must be, and I think, God, how many other people are like um I like my wife who who are just like, oh, I'll do it, but actually not this year. I'm going to wait for 2020 is my year. And then you get to the end of 2020, oh, no, I did it. I'll wait until 2030. Yeah. It just doesn't happen. You know, you've just got to take that action, whatever it is, and 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 just see it through. Yeah, but 100%. The right time is always now, never, mm. you know, like a month or a week down the line. Uh, Tell her I said congratulations. Um, and where, where, where is it in Surrey area? Is it, is it online or is it a shop? What is the nature of the... The business if yeah so it's, it's basically yeah, it's in Campbell it's called uh, it's actually called Sandy's Sweet Kitchen uh, as I said it's very new uh, it's got a Facebook page and Instagram page and uh, you know she's just started to put some images of some of the cakes and stuff that she's she she has made or is making um, and uh, yeah I mean it's just um, uh, luckily we've got a council approved um, like a five-star hygiene, hygiene rated kitchen uh, so she can, you know, she makes everything at home and, and people generally, uh, oh yeah, people collect from home and, 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 you know, for any sort of special occasion and stuff in the, in the Camberley and surrounding areas. So it's, uh, well, yeah, that's, it's quite good. That's the best way to start. I've, I've sort of know other businesses sort of in the, um, food industry that have started mm. like that. And mm. it's the best way to start, you know, keep the fixed costs down and yeah. perfect what you're doing. Yeah. And then, you, you know, you, you sort of, you grow organically, right? And you seize opportunities then and there. So uh, happy to put a link to her. Uh, she's got a link on, on this, the show notes. So, um, oh, thanks. Yeah, be grateful. Thank you. I, I wasn't even, you know, I didn't even plan to bring, bring a, a cake, but it's just, it's just for me. I remember seeing her because she had an order on Saturday and I just, yeah. and she worked very hard pretty much all through the night because of other, other commitments she had. And she was just so happy at the end of it. And she was just like, when the people responded saying, oh, it was amazing. You made the cake. So, you know, we, we all, I guess, loved it. And you made, it was for a first birthday. We said, oh, you made our birthday. So like, amazing blah 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 she, that, that's really what it comes down to and I thought god you were so close to not even close to miss I mean yeah she, she, if she hadn't acted on it she would have missed that opportunity but it's like how many other those type of things and opportunities are people missing out on because of fear yeah no totally so I, I um, a couple of points actually one is, is, she, is she having to stop you eating some of the cakes when she's making for orders <laughs> It's hard, you know, because I'm, I'm, uh, I, I love to go. Yeah, I'm, I'm a bit of a, you know, I love to go to the gym and stay uh, fit and healthy. And I'm currently in sort of a bulking phase, so it's okay. I, I can, I can have a bit. Okay, of, all right then. Yeah, so you're, but, in, you're in that zone where you can do that. But, but sometimes it is a bit too much. Yeah. Yeah, and, and also I was reading something uh, recently. I can't remember if it was Bob Proctor or Earl, mm. Night, uh, Earl Nightingale, but essentially it was around 
idea and the revenue opportunities, which probably go into sort of billions, which are which are in the scrapyard because people don't execute those ideas. Wow. wow. So Makes sense. It's, it's, you know, it's an arbitrary number. You can't put, you can't, you can't put a number on it, but yeah. it's all the people over the years, you know, a lot of people that were listen, listening to this would have had ideas that are wonderful ideas. The ideas will, as your business or as your fashion business did, it pivoted to something else. Yeah. No ideas will start off as something, but they will pivot, but they will essentially be great ideas. Yeah. And if they don't execute them, then they just go on a scrap heap. And it's not just about money. You know, money clearly is massively important, but it's about the satisfaction that your wife's getting, the, the, the ability to have a career where you're doing something that you're passionate about. Yes. And, yes. you know, that's, that's like, you know, what's that worth to be able to get up and do something that you love? And not how many of us actually generally do that? So, mm-hmm. um, so, so your, your wife is a wonderful example for people that do have an idea, you know, if they don't have someone that's there to, you know, like a partner or a friend to sort of say, just do it. You know, me, me and Kevin are saying, just do it. Yeah. 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 Absolutely. Just do it. The time is now. Yeah. Okay. So what I'd like to do is a question that I sort of started to ask people get, I would say, cause I'm nosy. I always like to know this. Right. So if Kevin, if you could have three, inspirational people for dinner who would your three inspirational people be oh uh, very good point um let me have a let me have a think um i think for me um what well, one one uh, one of the one of the people um uh, i would definitely be interested to to having a conversation with is uh, Mahatma Gandhi, I think, okay. would probably be my, my first person. Um, I'm, I'm just quite intrigued by, I suppose, uh, or I suppose what, you know, Mahatma Gandhi is sort of very well known for in terms of India's independence, but I suppose the way he went about it without creating a a, uh, a war on, the, on, on sort of a, a scale that I suppose mm-hmm. that's sort of talked about. I'm sure there's, you know, there's all types of controversies and things, and things come up about, uh, you know, Mahatma Gandhi, but ultimately, um, you know, being able to 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 fight for something um, that you so uh, you believe in so yeah. much, and to be able to take action on it, and to not feel disappointed, um, and to not feel um, well, obviously you would have felt disappointed, but to actually just keep fighting for it, I I, I love that. I love that feel, um, and I think there's a lot of inspiration there, uh, and a lot of learnings. Um, from from such a man, so uh, that would be uh, that would be really um, yeah, really really interesting. Uh, that, that, that's a, that, that's a wonderful start. So, who would your second dinner guest be? Uh, second dinner guest would be um, I think for me would be um, uh, Barack Obama. Yes. Uh, again, I think you know to be the you know first first black uh, president. Um, to to and God imagining the, the the difficulties, the controversies, the obstacles he must have mm. faced to get to that point. Mm. Um, you know, to fundamentally becoming the, the most the most powerful human being on the planet um, for for his period uh, uh, of presidency. And 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 you know, again, politically, you're going to get you know some people who say he did a good job, some people say he didn't do a good job. But you know, ultimately, his campaign, his message, the way he he presented himself. Um, the, the way he was in terms of society, his family. I just, I just love it. It just all, all comes together yeah. very nicely. Um, yeah. So, yeah, I think there's a lot to learn from from that wonderful uh, gentleman as well. Yeah, he'd probably be at my... I'm not a great cook, but I, he would get an invite. Whether he... Whether, <laughs> whether he, he, might, he might order out. He might sort of uh, want to jump on our river mm. or something uh, mm. when he sees what I'm serving, but he definitely would get an invite. <laughs> And so, so who's your third? So the third for me, um, and this is this is actually to do more with my um, my my passion in terms of uh, as a as as an actor. Um, mm. So I, I that's something I'm you know very very passionate about, and I try and do my bit as and when possible. 
Um, and I think for me to, to learn, I mean, actually, so, so the guest would be the, um, the, the late uh, Robin Williams. Okay. Um, which for me, I think, I think for me, it's quite interesting. I mean, from a performance perspective, I think, wow, you know, the, his, his, his versatility as a, as a performer, uh, everything from, you know, Mr. Outfire to uh, Aladdin out on the animation and sort of how he performs all of that. And then that the range to learn so much about what it means to be a performer um, is one aspect, but also obviously the sad ending that uh, as someone as, as, as him who was so happy and looked so happy and seemed to have everything um, from, from, from the outside perspective, you know, uh, um, um, uh, you know, wealthy, successful actor, you know, who could pretty much play any role he wanted and do a really good job of it and, and what ended up happening in the end. And I'm sure he has a lot of life lessons uh, and maybe potentially a lot of regrets that, um, that, that maybe we could, we could all sort of learn from. So that was, uh, that was something, uh, another individual that I think would, Oh, no, yeah, no, no I, I'm a big, big fan of um, Robin Williams, so uh, it's definitely sadly missed. Um, mm, but that mm. would be that's quite a dinner table. That's quite a dinner table, and of, and of course, <laughs> and of course, your your wife would be doing the, the, the pastries and stuff. So that's covered. of course, absolutely. Yeah, she makes she makes a good Indian curry as well. So, okay. uh, oh, that sounds amazing. That sounds like an amazing <laughs> dinner. If you need somebody to sort of serve or whatnot, I probably. <laughs> You know, offer my services for that. Thanks, Paul. I'll, I'll keep that in mind for sure. Yeah, if it, yeah, <laughs> that that would be appreciated. So, I wanted to cover finally your clothing line. So, mm. I've, I've checked that out on Insta and whatnot, and it looks uh, wonderful. So, how can people access that? You know, if you if, if you've got sort of anything that you can sort of add about that. Yeah, of course, Paul. Yeah, thank you. Um, so. Eaton Apparel, um, so the, the brand was uh, actually formerly known as Feed Apparel. Uh, actually, I founded it and started it last year. It's a social enterprise. The concept of it is very simple. It's a premium ethical uh, fashion label and that for every item of clothing that a, a person purchases, they can feed a person in need. So we're currently working with two amazing charities, and so uh, which allows us to wow, amazing. Um, give customers a choice to choose um, either to feed a person in India for a whole month, or to feed three people in London with a with a hot meal each. Um, and uh, yeah, so it's eatinapparel.com. We are currently going through a big, say big, but we're going through a, a, a bit of a process where we're trying to update in terms of add new ranges. We're changing the the sort of um, product range and focusing more on ethical, sustainable, organic fabrics. Um, so, so that's, again, that's, that's something that, uh, you know, it's been a really interesting journey, but the, the real reason it started, and I think it's important that I share this is that I came across an article last year where a man in, in South India, where I'm originally from, uh, who was in a very good job in a five-star hotel. I think he was the catering manager uh, so as a catering manager, obviously he's responsible for obviously the, the, making sure that the customers are being looked after, food is being delivered on time, but also uh, as a catering manager, uh, he had to, he witnessed and saw all the food that wasn't being consumed mm. being thrown away. Yeah. He was in the car uh, coming back from work one day and um, he saw that there was a, a, a homeless person on the street somewhere um, who was eating something from the ground. And as the car moved mm. closer to him, uh, it, it turned out that uh, it actually was, um, whether it was his or someone else's excretion. Um, so it, 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 yeah, my reaction was, was pretty much like, like, like yours right now, Paul. <laughs> I, yeah, I, I couldn't actually sleep, to be honest with you. Um, and and I, I don't know if you want to call this fate or destiny or whatever, but obviously I read about it. And then a couple of weeks later, I actually watched a, a film, an Indian film or documentary, where they had actually taken that in, 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 in terms of a, of a film. And then I think they'd interviewed the guy and actually showed it, they recreated the scene. And I just watched it and I thought, <gasps> and, and, and basically what this gentleman did is he then gave up his job, took all the, I think he sold some of his assets and, he, and whatever money he had. And then he just started cooking for, for the homeless people. Wow. Um, and, and, and that inspired me. And I thought, Jesus, if, if, if a man like that can, can do that, um, with the skills and knowledge I have for in the textile industry, with the stuff that I've done, yeah. with the have i've got to set something up and whether it you know whether i feed one person or feed hundreds of thousands of people is irrelevant because i can make an impact i can inspire other people to think more more ethically when they purchase products in general 
but also I can I can try and do my bit to make a difference, and that's what eating is all about. Feeding one person is job done, you know, because that if you think about it, you're impacting one person's life mm. who, who has you know at that point in their time and in their life, things were obviously challenged. They don't have, they're not able to eat or clothe themselves. And you know, if they can do that, then they're going to do it. Then they're going to be able to live a life and impact other people in a positive way. So if you're able to affect one person's life, which I know you are doing and, and, and beyond that, that's kind mm. of like amazing stuff. So harrowing story, but mm. I love what you're doing. You know, I love Thank what you. you're doing. It's, it's an, it's an amazing it's an amazing thing that you're doing. Difficult story yeah. for you to have to digest. And um, mm. I'm sure that resonates with anybody that's listening to this will definitely have huge sympathies, yeah. but huge admiration for what you're doing. Again, I will put a link in the yeah. show notes and yeah. they'll be able to purchase your items that, that you've got, that you've currently got stocked. Yes, yes, please. Yes, Paul. So uh, if, if listeners could please, yeah, we're definitely a website, eatinapower.com. Check us out on, on Instagram, Facebook, um, you know, give us a follow, like, support us. And then what I've also created, uh, Paul, um, for for your listeners specifically is a discount code for eatinapparel.com. Uh, so it's a 20% discount code on, on any of the items. And uh, the, the code uh, is, and, and I've, I've done this, and obviously if you don't like the code, I can change it, but I've, I've put the code as failure 20. Uh, failure 20. So failure 20, yeah. And that will give, if you uh, uh, people can put that into the checkout, uh, discount area at the, uh, the checkout, and that will give them 20% uh, 20% off. So let's celebrate failure with a 20% discount. That's amazing. And that's thank, thank you so much. Incredibly generous, generous of you to do that. And I just think you know, there's a lot of difficulties in the world at the moment. So when you hear stories like this, people doing wonderful things and giving back, it, it just balances out all the rubbish that we hear and we read in the newspapers and we see on the news that there is, that there is you know, there are people out there doing wonderful things. So Kevin, Kevin, it's been absolutely amazing. So thank you for being a guest on My Perfect Failure and thank you, for cramming us into your busy day and giving us 15 minutes more than, than you had at the start. So thank you so much pleasure for no it's been really good you know keep up the great work and said anything i can ever do to help and support just just please reach out well I'm, I'm i'm pretty sure that we'll do other things together there'll be more episodes and other bits and pieces that we can do together so that that, that I'm, I'm i'm fairly certain of and thank you everybody else for tuning in to my perfect failure you can contact me at www.myperfectfailure.com for more information on my perfect failure i'm on insta at pads mpf also twitter is failure underscore perfect and when you and if you get an opportunity reviews are always very welcome so thank you so much again for everybody for tuning in and kevin thank you for being a gentleman and a true star take care Thanks for listening to My Perfect Failure podcast. Be sure to visit www.myperfectfailure.com to join the conversation. Subscribe to our podcast on iTunes or Google Play. Look out for our next episode.